0: Hey guys, what's up? If you're hearing this now, that means you're listening to this on a podcast player, which makes perfect sense because that's how you listen to Written By every week. But just as a quick little disclaimer, this isn't a normal Written By episode. This is our Rival pitches finale. It's a special episode and it is a video episode. Our first one we've done. Now, we tried our best to make this so... It's also enjoyable as an audio experience, if that's what you still want to do, but there, there are a lot of visual elements in our pitches during this episode that you might want to take a look at. So a few ways you could do that. You could go to our YouTube channel, but you didn't know we had a YouTube channel. We do. This episode is uploaded there. You could watch it there. We have a link in the description right now. Also, if you're listening to this on Spotify, Spotify does have a video feature, and we've uploaded it there. If you're a Spotify user, you probably see that right now. We do know that that feature can be a little finicky sometimes, especially if you aren't connected to Wi-Fi. So you could you could keep doing that, or you could click the link to YouTube down below, or if you're like, hey, I'm, I refuse to watch anything. I'm just going to keep listening. You could you could do that. You could do that too. It's right it's right here. You could do that, but. Yeah, this is our Rival Pitches finale, and it's it's probably my favorite thing we've ever done on this podcast, so I can't wait for you to watch it, or listen, whatever you do. Let's get to the episode.
1: Welcome everyone to the Rival Pitches finale. Every other week on the Written By podcast, Robert Thorell and Chase Bridges go head-to-head with movie pitches, and the audience picks the winner. The competition has been head-to-head this season, and they are going into the finale with a tie. This one is for all the marbles. Tonight, Robert and Chase will both be pitching their movies with complete pitch decks and a proof-of-concept trailer. The judges will act as studio heads and score the pitches on the criteria of concept, story, characters, commercial appeal, likelihood to watch, and trailer. Make sure you stick around to the end to see who gets crowned this season's written. Bye Champion!
0: Hello, Studio Heads. Hello. Hello. Helen Shama, PD.
2: How how are y'all
0: doing? I'm just doing
2: great. We're about to be doing better once we hear your your pitch.
0: All right, great. I have a movie for y'all today, and I'm really excited for you to hear it. I really want y'all to buy it. I think this is going to be the next big thing. Uh, I wanted to tell a story. <laughs> I wanted to tell a story that really got to the heart of what's going on in the world right now <laughs> about just the consequences of unregulated capitalism and the strain that that takes on you and me, everyone in the lower class, how everything's consolidated to the 1%, and how that has an effect on people. And so that's what I'm, I'm seeking to do. With this movie called Spongebob, a sponge on the job. <laughs> that was a switch up? <laughs> that was a switch up all Wait, the it hands. Was that? <laughs> <laughs> what was what the other one?
3: Word? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and did an AI make the other one? Because it didn't get the hands right, and that's something that AI's not good <laughs> yeah. at.
2: Go back, go back, go no, back. No, <laughs>
3: My man's throwing a <laughs> so gang size.
0: <laughs> so the, the, the fans thought I was going to do the metamorphosis. But,
3: oh, uh, I switched it up. I'm doing. That's how we know we're not not the fans. Um, (laughs) A couple metamorphosis questions. Did an AI make that and are those gang signs?
0: I believe they are gang signs, but (laughs) they were drawn very, you know, very intricately by a human artist. Okay. Yeah.
3: Man, I, I don't know it, it, I don't
2: know if it's the roach or the man, but they're going through something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Roach, yes. going through.
3: I think that roach has a goatee. <laughs> a roach <laughs> tee? <laughs> the opening is
2: times and it's
3: <laughs> I hate roaches. SpongeBob. So cool. Sponge
0: so, Sponge on the job. The intention of this movie is we really want to bring back what made the first two seasons of SpongeBob so iconic. Because SpongeBob, it's been with us for over 20 years. I know all you Viacom people know this, but SpongeBob as a whole makes up like 1% of Viacom's total net gross income every year. 1%? One yeah. percent Yeah, yeah. They they own like everything, and SpongeBob is like one percent
4: of that. They make one percent of our budget.
0: <laughs> Whoa! Essentially, I think I think the recent direction SpongeBob is going is it's all right as children's entertainment, but I don't think that's going to last you another twenty years. Is essentially the SpongeBob that made okay. Four thousand three hundred and sixty-five frames of SpongeBob have become memes. That is what keeps the franchise going. That is why people keep returning to it. Because it has a lifelong cycle on the internet. Most of those frames are from the first three seasons. And then <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we we need to get back to that sort of humor to breathe new life into the franchise. So this is my plan for it, the log line is after Mr. Krabs sells the Krusty Krab to a new owner, SpongeBob must keep the formula from falling into Plankton sands while also staying afloat after being demoted to part-time. We want to rely on the classic antagonist Plankton, who's always trying to steal the formula. We haven't done that in the last few movies, but we're going to go back to that. Now, basically, my approach is, I think, the best SpongeBob stories center on the dynamic between SpongeBob and Squidward. That's the classic foil. That's the yin and yang that causes the conflict that keeps the story propelled forward. And I also think that's the reason why SpongeBob is as big as it is, because people watch it as a child And then they remember it. They go back and watch it and they have a completely different experience because (laughs) every child starts off a SpongeBob and they grow up to become a Squidward. That was the most ingenious thing that was ever done in those first two seasons of SpongeBob. SpongeBob is optimistic. He's full of life and he doesn't really think about anything. He's careless like a child because he thinks everything's going to be okay. Sometimes to his detriment, but also sometimes in a good way. Meanwhile, Squidward has been hardened by life. He has been drugged through the mud. He had a dream of being an artist. He just cares about his art, but nobody cares about it. And now he's stuck at a minimum wage job that he hates. And if that isn't the quintessential millennial experience, I don't know what it is. And millennials, they're parents now. They're the people that decide what their children are going to watch. So, I say we target the millennials with a story that appeals to them and children. And that's the best way to do a SpongeBob. So, how we're going to explore the themes is we're going to put SpongeBob, the childlike personality, through the gauntlet, the same gauntlet that Squidward went through and sees if he can maintain his childlike innocence or if he is going to also become a hardened cynic. So... I think another great thing about those first few seasons of Spongebob is I haven't seen any piece of media portray working a minimum wage job better than Spongebob.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair. That's fair.
0: I actually, I wasn't allowed to watch Spongebob as a kid. So when I watched it, it was after a year of just part-time jobs mixed with unemployment, a lot of these minimum wage public-facing jobs, most notably a Starbucks barista and when I watched Squidward I was like that's exactly how I felt <laughs> in those <laughs> jobs and so I think, I think we're going to extract a lot of what made the classic humor of Spongebob so great and it's, it's going to hit a nerve with a lot of people. Everyone's talking about the wage gap also Things have changed in the past 20 years. Minimum wage jobs look different. Like It's hard to get a minimum wage job full-time. Everything's part-time, so people need multiple jobs. The gig economy is a new thing. There's so much new material to explore with these classic Spongebob characters that will introduce new humor. So here's the story I have. The first act, we open on Spongebob and Patrick, the two best friends. They're singing a song because we also, we need another good Spongebob song. We didn't get one in the last movie. It's called the best friend song. It's like an F is for friends type song. It's going to be a classic. And they come across this giant speaker that has floated to the bottom of the ocean. And they're playing around with it. They're mesmerized by it. They plug up their music to it. Meanwhile, Squidward is sleeping But they've pointed the speaker towards his house, and a solid wall of sound just knocks it over. And Squidward is angry about it. He's like, SpongeBob, you knocked over my house. (laughs) And they're like, oh, we were just having some fun or whatever. And then Squidward's like, wait, what time is it? And Patrick's like, oh, it's 006 o'clock. He's like, 006 o'clock? What is that? An alarm clock has fallen out of Squidward's house. It's upside down. It's nine o'clock. They're late for work. They're running to work. SpongeBob and Squidward run to work. And as soon as they get there, there's a sign that says under new management. Mr. Krabs has sold the Krusty Krab to a new character. His name is Neptune. He's like Poseidon, the classic character Poseidon. But instead of you know the Greek god, he's the Roman god. I think that's what it was. I, I might have that backwards. But he's a new character. And he has a giant corporation. And he's looking to expand his you know, real estate business into bikini bottom, he started with buying the Krusty Crab. Because of course, Mr. Crab will do anything for a ton of money. <laughs> so
2: he'll also do anything for a little bit of money
0: too. <laughs>
4: yes. Sell your soul for sixty two cents, man.
0: <laughs> anyway, the new owner's first act is to demote all employees to part time. So SpongeBob and Squidward are talking about it. Squidward's like, well, how are you gonna pay rent now, SpongeBob? So I was like, rent? What's that? It's like you don't know what rent is? You have to pay rent on your pineapple. You might have it like set up for direct deposit or something. I don't know. And then he's asking more questions, like wait, what are you gonna do about insurance, taxes? And this makes no sense to Spongebob, because that makes no sense to children. And he's trying to get him to understand the concept that you work a job. To make money like if you don't have insurance if you get hurt you're gonna have to pay a lot of money so I was like oh like this and he like jumps off a cliff the ambulance comes hands him a bill
4: (laughs) you know funny enough that happened to be in real life (laughs)
0: so anyway the main crux of the story Spongebob needs to get a second job to you know save his pineapple meanwhile Squidward says he's going to use this newfound time to you know really take his music career seriously So the second act, the whole fun and games, it's all... Spongebob trying out different gig economy <laughs> jobs and they going horribly. His first idea is to be an Uber driver or whatever our knockoff equivalent is. His first passenger, of course, is Mrs. Puff, who knows he doesn't have a driver's license. And he's trying to be like, oh, I got it out of town or something. And he to the leader on a disaster of a ride. They're running through everything. They're on the wrong side of the road. All that stuff. It ends with her like blowing up. But anyway, as, as he's driving the car... He notices Neptune driving in a car next to him. He's like, oh, look, that's Neptune. But then his, his body starts to glitch a little. It's transparent, almost like a ghost. It glitches, and then it disappears. And who's under it? It's Plankton and Karen. The god Neptune is secretly Plankton and Karen in disguise. They've used Karen's like, hologram technology to like, create a new avatar. So Plankton owns the Krusty Krab. Thank you. Thank you. So SpongeBob is like, oh, no, i got to save the formula because plankton essentially has it now he tries to communicate this to patrick but patrick has a hard time grasping it you know because he's patrick and they pass squidward and squidward is just absolutely glowing and he says oh i've been getting a ton of clarinet gigs it's going great part time's the best thing that happened to me i'm finally
4: living my dreams as an artist i'm glad the arts are alive under the sea
0: (laughs) 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 really that's all that matters there's a huge clarinet market down there But anyway, Spongebob is now working at a grocery store as a clerk, and Patrick keeps on coming in, and he wants to play. He wants to have fun, and he's distracting Spongebob. Spongebob also notices Neptune's walking in, who he knows is secretly Plankton and Karen, and he's trying to buy all this safe-opening equipment, chainsaws, cutting equipment, the like, because the formula is in a safe and he's trying to open it. SpongeBob knows this, and so he's trying to keep him from purchasing all the items in the grocery store, but of course his manager is over his shoulder, he's like, you have to sell those to paying customers, and SpongeBob doesn't know what to do, he's trying not to get him to walk out with the stuff, he and Patrick cause mayhem, and he gets fired from that job, so SpongeBob doesn't know how he's going to make money. Meanwhile, he's scrolling on his phone. Of course, Squidward is posting all of his success stories about his music career. His Instagram is popping with all the the local clarinet scene. (laughs) Anyway, the midpoint. Plankton still hasn't been able to open the safe with the Krabby Patty formula. So his plan is, as Neptune, he's going to host a networking event at the Krusty Krab. And he's going to use that as a covert way to try to find someone that might have the skills to open a safe. SpongeBob and Patrick devise a plan to reveal Neptune for who he is in front of this entire crowd. The plan is they have a bucket of chum on the top of the stage in the Krusty Krab. And Carrie style, they're going to dump it on him. And if that doesn't mess with the holograms enough, then Sandy is going to run up on stage do some karate on Neptune. And so that's the plan. SpongeBob and Patrick are going to attend the event as adults pretending to network. Patrick's going to pull the lever. Sandy's going to go on, do the fighting, and SpongeBob is going to signal the whole thing. Plankton realizes what's going on. And so when he's up giving his speech, instead of finishing it, he really quickly swaps out for Squidward, who is there. He's actually playing clarinet at the event. So he puts Squidward on the stage. Instead, the bucket of chum falls on Squidward. Sandy does karate on Squidward. And it's a disaster. And at the end of this scene, Squidward is distraught. This is where he reveals that his music career has gone nowhere. He's been faking it to make it this whole time. Uh, This was the first gig he got, and now he's not even getting paid for that. He's essentially destitute now, because no one likes clarinet music. That's where we're ending that. So the third act, SpongeBob knocks on Squidward's door. (laughs) he apologizes for everything, and is like, hey, I, I got a good opportunity for both of us. I have a great way, I just found out, to make money. I've bought a ton of these energy drinks, and I could sell all the energy drinks, and I could also recruit other people to sell the energy drinks, so we could both get rich, Squidward, and Squidward's just like, Spongebob, you're in a pyramid scheme. How much money did you spend on these energy drinks? Spongebob looks in his pocket. We get one of those like cl- super detailed close-ups of the empty pocket.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah, no money in there. The <laughs> you're always like unnecessarily good yeah. <laughs> like why
4: it's like they spent like 70% of the episode's budget went to this one frame oh
2: gosh <laughs>
0: yeah Anyway, Spongebob's walking back to his house, and in the few moments he's left the house, an eviction notice is on the front door of his pineapple. He hasn't been able to afford red. He is officially kicked out of his pineapple. So Spongebob and Gary go to move in with Patrick. And Patrick is super pumped about this idea. He thinks we're just going to have nonstop fun. But SpongeBob, he's trying to do his new job he found. He's doing a work from home data entry job. Super boring stuff, but he's determined to work now because he wants to get his pineapple back. But Patrick keeps on wanting to play. He's singing the best friend song, trying to guilt him into playing. But he's on this boring Zoom call, entering numbers. And that leads to a huge argument. They have a falling out and Spongebob leaves. And Spongebob is essentially homeless right now, but Squidward sees him from his house and starts to feel sorry for him. He remembers back to that one Spongebob episode where he was homeless and Spongebob let him live in his house. And he's like, hey, I could use a roommate. You need a place. I can't believe I'm saying this, but let's live together. And so they live together for a little bit. Meanwhile, SpongeBob is trying to still save the Krabby Patty formula, and he's overheard Plankton and Karen talking. They have a new idea, since they haven't found someone that could crack the safe. They've worked out a deal with Poseidon, and he's going to use his lightning powers to open the safe, get the formula, So Spongebob is like, we got to stop them before they get to Poseidon. So he visits Mr. Krabs, who is living large on his new fortune. He essentially (laughs) barely remembers Spongebob. He's just having so much fun with all this new money. He has a giant mansion. He's doing what every billionaire in the real world does, that he's making rockets, only (laughs) instead of going to space, he's going to land. (laughs) He's been on like two or three land missions so far. He's like, hey... I just thought of something, Mr. Krabs. You sold the Krusty Krab location. You didn't sell the rights to the formula. So if we get the formula, you could still make a little more money. And of course, like once he hears money, Mr. Krabs is in. So Mr. Krabs, Sandy, and SpongeBob have a plan. They're going to build a giant crab mech, a giant robot crab. And they're going to use that to walk up to Plankton, steal the formula back. And after they come up with this plan, Mr. Krabs is like, hey, since we're all three working on this, we should all three, like, contribute equally to the cost to make this giant robot. And, of course, Mr. Krabs, that's nothing to him. Sandy could contribute. SpongeBob, he doesn't want to not contribute, so he puts in all the money he has into this. He gets back to Squidward's house. Squidward is like, hey, rent is due. And SpongeBob is like, oh, I gave it all to Mr. Krabs. And that's where we reach our low point, Squidward. is like, how could you give all your money to Mr. Krabs? He doesn't need your money. You are too gullible, SpongeBob. You just, you think the best of people to a fault. You let people walk all over you. And you need to start taking things more seriously. You're a homeless sponge right now, for God's <laughs> sake. <laughs> the world's a cruel place. You're either going to survive, you're going to die. You got to get with it, SpongeBob. You got to be an adult. You got to grow up. And this hurts SpongeBob, but he understands because he's, he's been trying to make his own living and it hasn't worked out. So he enters adult mode, which is essentially he makes his face to look more like Squidward's. He starts talking <laughs> monotone, Squidward-like, and we call, <laughs> him, we call him SpongeWord for he all out. <laughs> <laughs> so he just goes on to his shifts just like, like, oh, I'm at the Krusty Krab, or whatever. But meanwhile, Plankton has managed to crack the safe. He has the Krabby Patty formula. And so essentially, he has everything he needs to essentially own all of Bikini Bottom. He's bought all of the homes. Uh, he's pricing people out of their homes if they rent. Uh, he's buying up all the small businesses. Small businesses are clon- closing. Everyone in Bikini Bottom is unhappy, and Squidward notices what's going on, and he wishes there was some hope. And he's like, wait, you know who used to have hope? It was SpongeBob. SpongeBob was always able to be happy no matter what, and that's kind of what we need right now. So SpongeBob approaches, or Squidward approaches SpongeWord, and he tells him, hey, I kind of, I miss the old SpongeBob. You know, I I always, like, low-key wish I had the joy that SpongeBob had. He always had so much optimism. He could make the best out of any situation. And what, whatever hope you had, as much as it led to people walking all over you, like that's something precious that you should keep. And SpongeBob turns back into himself, and, he, and that's when Squidward's like, hey, we got to band together. We got to save the Krusty Krab. And so the climax is the entire town bands together to finish the giant crab back. (laughs) I know, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. The entire town bands together. They build this giant robot. They walk up to Plankton. Plankton has built a giant robot of his own. And so now there's a giant robot <laughs> fight. And the entirety of Bikini Bottom is in the crab robot. It's all of our favorite characters, including, you know, the My Leg Guy, the Fishwit, the Pants, the uh, Mermaid Man and Barnacle <laughs> Boy, y'all, you know, the Lobster, all of those people. So two giant robots are fighting. They start fighting a little too close to Mr. Crab's rocket ship. They get tangled up in it, and the rocket ship blasts off and they go up to the land. And on the beach that they blast off to, there is a giant music festival happening. At this event are artists such as Drake, Future, Ace Rocky, Nigos, Russ, Amine, Metro Boomin. These names will all make sense in a little bit. The two mechs are now fighting on the land. And we're going to stylize it to where... They're in live action, and we're going to have two people dressed up in, like, mech suits, like the classic 70s Godzilla movies, just, like, duking it out. But anyway, the mechs are fighting, and the Plankton mech is winning. Also, here's, here's kind of what, what I'm picturing for the mechs. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the, uh, the Plankton mech is winning. They're down bad. But SpongeBob and Patrick, they've made up and they're remembering the great times that they had. They're looking around, and they remember from the first scene how they knocked over Squidward's house with a giant speaker, and they're at a music festival, surrounded by giant speakers. So the new plan is they're working together with Metro Boomin' <laughs> to link up all she, of the sound systems, and they're going to like essentially blast out a giant song at the plankton neck that's going to knock it over. But right when Metro Boomin is about to press play, a loose piece of shrapnel hits his hands. He's like, oh, no, I can't finish my beat. Quick, does anyone here play the clarinet? And Squidward's like, what? I play the clarinet. Metro Boomin's like, really? It's like, yeah, you like the clarinet, Mr. Boomin? And Metro Boomin's like, yeah, you know, I pioneered using flutes and trap beats. Like, every single artist at this festival has one of my flute beats. And I was thinking, I think clarinets are the next big thing. I'm making like, a ton of clarinet beats right now. Will you play clarinet on my beat so we can knock over this robot? And Squidward's like, yes, I've been waiting for this opportunity my whole life. And so they do it. They plug out the sound system. Squidward plays the clarinet. It knocks over the plankton mech. And he is defeated. SpongeBob and Patrick also hop on a mic, and they start singing their best friend song, but over this clarinet beat. So there's like a cool little remix so to beforehand it. Beforehand,
2: it's if young Metro don't trust you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Epic for friends to do stuff together. Yes. Good. <laughs> <Skirt. laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: Also, Plankton, he is now outside of the mech. I forgot to mention this earlier, but inside of his mech is a new AI system, kinda like Karen, Ooh, Karen but new and shiny. So Karen's a little jealous Ooh. of this. Mm. It's like it's like a female Jarvis and Iron Man type situation. <laughs> <laughs>
5: sure.
0: But anyway, Plankton's like, hey, you can take the Krusty Crab formula. You can't take it from my memory and then that's when the new ai is like activating memory ray and it just shoots it and plankton's like no i forgot it i didn't even know i had a memory ray what i forgot my memory ray. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it uh the plank- plankton does not remember the formula they have it and so our resolution everything in Bikini Bottom is back to normal. When SpongeBob gets back, he's still broke, but it turns out, while he's been trying to fight Plankton this whole time, Gary His has PPP set up... His PPP loan came... Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mr. Krabs took all the PPP money. Yeah. <laughs> but now Gary, he started a Etsy shop, and he's selling, like, little homemade hats to other snails, and that's enough money to pay Thanks, rent. <laughs> But anyway, in the final scene, Mr. Krabs is back in charge of the Krusty Krab. Squidward and SpongeBob are working there full time. They both negotiated for better pay. And Squidward, he now has a better attitude. He's learned from SpongeBob to make the best out of any situation and to approach things positively. Meanwhile, SpongeBob, he has learned the responsibility of an adult without losing the childlike wonder. And he's learned how to stick up for himself. At one point, Mr. Krabs, he's about to take his break. Mr. Krabs is like, hey, why don't you work or whatever? He's like, no, I earned this break. I'm going to take this break. Don't push me around, Mr. Krabs. He goes outside, meets with Patrick, sings the Best friend song again, and it just ends with the general antics. They're, like, running around recklessly in the Krusty Krab. They're, like, breaking something to Squidward's. That's the movie. And just real quick, I think the animation style, just kind of switching gears, I actually am a big fan of the kind of 3D look they went with the last movie. I especially really like how they deal with the lighting. I think to, like both make it a little different and also harken back to like the original look of the show. So I think we could do what Spider-Verse and Mitchell's versus the Machines is doing and like kind of add in hand drawn human elements on top of the animation. So we're keeping like the same lighting, but we could almost like add some watercolor textures to it. We have like two watercolor paintings up there. So it could kind of look like that.
3: And that was Sponge on the Run, right? Yes, SpongeBob. <laughs> yes, Under- that, that <laughs> movie we produced. <laughs> yeah,
0: the last movie you put out.
4: <laughs> they all blur together.
5: <laughs>
0: I also think the uh, bottom right corner, the sky designs in SpongeBob, are really iconic. And I think that's a cool area to play around with. I'm thinking that like we could draw with watercolors because water underwater, eh? And then maybe okay. even those little like flower designs. Right? I know there's something else. I forget. It. I apologize, execs. But those little flower designs, we could like... We don't know either. ...go <laughs> over with some gloppy, like almost Van Gogh-like paint. So it's almost like it has a 3D kind of look to it. And it feels like we're kind of in a painting. I think that's a really cool idea to you like know, give a we'll fresh sp- look to SpongeBob. It, the,
2: go, it, when you look at a, like a like SpongeBob, one of the, the water <laughs> sky picture on like the bottom right, uh-huh. you can like hear that picture. Yeah. Like every time I stare at it and then when I look away I'm like, oh, it's it's, it's I, oh, there it is again. <laughs> it like comes with its yeah. own like baked in background music.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I did a, I did a quick mock up so this is from Sponge on the Run and then here's like a kind of new design I did. Oh, so you okay. can see the the
2: texturing around the flower. Sponge on the LSD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Exactly, oh. Sponge that's the untapped demographic yeah. of SpongeBob we need to
4: reach. I mean, Sp- SpongeBob's big, big in the rap scene. <laughs> yeah. Big yeah. in the rap yeah. scene. Yeah. Hold on. I
2: mean, Metro Boomin trusts him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't trust <laughs> you. So you know what he does yeah. if he doesn't trust you. <laughs> yeah. Something bad. Also, I Also,
0: the climax fight, <laughs> I just wanted to add some further illustration. I love in the classic. SpongeBob series when they would go to the live-action world and they'd be like physical sponges and action (laughs) figures or whatever. Like on a
4: Popsicle (laughs) stick.
0: (laughs) So essentially, we're putting that on steroids. So we're going to build like a little cityscape that's like right outside of our beach music festival just out of cardboard. And I think we we really want to lean into the homemade feel because that's what they did in the classic show for all the live-action sets. Make it look kind of homemade. And just have our two human beings
4: in mech suits just fighting it out. Riddle me, riddle me this. mm -hmm. So they're small, right? So giant mech suit is this just human size? I I
0: thought I thought we would ask that they built these mechs (laughs) very big because you know Mr. Krabs and Plankton—they're both billionaires. They aren't skimping on their (laughs) on their security like the U.S. You know they're putting a lot into the military
3: budget. (laughs) That's topical, right there. So, so they're going to destroy a city and then just hop back in the ocean and there's going to be no investigation. <laughs> <laughs> just like we'll America, Well, see, there's sequel potential there. But, uh, yeah.
0: And again, I love the classic Godzilla where you could tell there's a person in this latex suit, <laughs> <laughs> but the fights are still shot in a way where like it's actually really entertaining. And then lastly, just the things to consider for the film. Uh, we love a good cameo. In the SpongeBob movies, David Hasselhoff, Snoop Dogg, Keanu Reeves. Of course, since we're at a music festival, there's plenty yeah. of opportunity to have whatever artists we want, and we could even have a celebrity or two that are, you know, just attending the music festival and get Ross in the fray of the action. I pick Jack Black. I think he he looks perfect for for this role. And the remaining
3: Migos. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We don't want little, to skimp
3: on the music at all. Migos uh, riff.
0: <laughs> we haven't right. had an iconic SpongeBob song in forever. And those are some of the best moments of the show. F is for friends. Campfire song.
2: Gary, come home. Mm. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, hey f is for like the f is for friends with a clarinet trap beat. Yep. Mm. I mean, that goes hard. Yep.
0: Yep, so we got a new iconic song. Also, with all the <laughs> artists we have at the music festival, there's endless supply of people we could pull from for the official soundtrack. I know with the last movie you guys recruited, like Jay Balvin, Sway mm-hmm. Lee, mm-hmm. Lil Mosey. This time around, we get a Metro Boomin song. Metro Boomin's well-connected. If we get him in this movie, <laughs> he could get us whoever we want. Anyway, that's my pitch. Thank you so much. Wow. I do have I have a trailer I want to show y'all real quick. I've cut together. A little fake trailer for you. Oh wow!
4: So real.
5: <laughs> yeah. Let's go,
2: jellyfish. Jellyfish. What is that?
1: Wait, wait. Yo, SpongeBob! Ah! You knocked over my house. I think it looks better. Wait, what time is it? Oh, it's double o six o'clock.
2: Double o six at nine o'clock. We're going to be late for work,
3: Spongebob.
2: Hey, Squidward, you're late for work under
0: new management. Great, me boy. I'm selling the Krusty Krab. But,
3: Mr.
1: Krabs, you can. I can for enough money. (laughs) Neptune is demoting us to part-time, Spongebob. Part-time? What is
0: that? It means you need a new job. Uber's here.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Look, I got all these energy drinks. and I'm going to sell them, and then recruit more people to sell them and get rich.
3: You're in a pyramid scheme, SpongeBob. Hey, look, it's
2: Neptune. <laughs> Neptune is plankton. The crammy patty formula
5: will be fine.
2: I gotta
3: save the crusty crab, but I also have so many bills. You think you can run around with Patrick all day? You're an adult, SpongeBob. The world
1: is a cruel place! Screens are gonna survive, or you're gonna die! Uh, I'm an adult now.
3: (laughs) Hey, SpongeBob! What do you say we saved the Krusty Krab? Really?
2: Afford rent, Patrick. Oh, my parents pay it. <laughs> <Bam.
3: clears throat> Good luck, wow. Chase. <laughs> wow, wow. That's my attention. Oh, <laughs> look everyone. at this. Man. <laughs> oh, man. Chase is distraught in the corner. Special <sighs> shout out to the, the impressionist on Fiverr.
2: I paid $20. To oh, okay. Do I was, about I was about to, to say. say. I was about to ask. Wait. I mean, that was really close. Like, some of them were really, like, almost yeah. spot on. Uh, well, first of all, I like that you've, you've done your, your research and your homework. I specifically mm. like the part where you said, Metro Boom is well connected. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He do be spitting that's You know, that is the truth. (laughs) Mr. Boomin is. uh. Oh, yeah, Mr. (laughs) Boomin. I guess, do we need to ask, uh, how much money would you need for this film?
0: Animated movies, they are expensive, but they do, they have a huge return at the box office as well. I would want, I would want at least mm, 50 mil for this. I think that's doable. Especially considering how valuable the SpongeBob IP is, and you know, it's one percent of your entire company, I think I think we could. I think we could we live do
4: the best. on ninety nine percent for two years? we? Can,
2: we can yeah, we yeah, might yeah. Be a little tight? Might be a little. Might be <laughs> some rice and beans, but I think Viacom can. Uh, you, you mean you mean some? Uh, you mean
4: some light caviar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. It's also it's a huge draw for Paramount Plus
3: too. I know. Yes. You know we are trying yes. to get yes. people there. Huh.
4: Oh yeah, we have a streaming service.
3: (laughs) I mean, on every poster, we always put Jeff Probst and we put SpongeBob next to him. So maybe a (laughs) Jeff Probst cameo at the uh, festival. Uh Uh, (laughs) uh, Well, I don't. Do do you have any more questions? Um, so is Mm -hmm. Neptune a god? That's that's my question.
2: Yeah, so Neptune
0: is a god, or at least he's presented as that. Of course, he's not a real person. I was just wondering
3: because in one of the other movies we made, he was balding, and I don't know if gods go bald. But it's it's also we've
4: gone so long that I think there's two different Neptunes, and I'm still not well, quite okay, okay. positive so how this went. The,
0: the character y'all have made is Poseidon. I'm proposing Neptune as like a new god figure, who's like the the Roman instead of the Greek,
4: or vice versa, or whichever way it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: well, I, I'll tell you right now, I'm on board. Uh, and if it's fifty million dollars, you need fifty million dollars. You got. <sighs> thank you thank you so much judges uh, I don't know why we shook hands with each other we struck a deal with you sorry <laughs> I, am, oh, there we go. You.
4: I, I am curious about about just, a, just one thing thematically yes. and plot wise where did Plankton get this money
0: Plankton he invested in Bitcoin early on <laughs> and that took off <laughs> He got on board with Ethereum, like right as the GameStop stuff (laughs) is happening. We
3: we need an ocean alternative to Bitcoin. Shellcoin? Shellcoin. Shellcoin, shell coin, shell coin, coin.
2: hold Hold on. on. You know what? I know I know (laughs) enough to know that that's probably a real coin right now. (laughs) That's worth like 0.000017 cents. Uh, Not worthless. No. no. Not worthless. All right. Well, do we need to we're gonna deliberate and then I think we've got another pitch to hear.
4: All right, great. Sounds great. great. Thank you, Mr. Thoreau. Mr. Raccoon, be a,
2: prof- a professional. Be a professional. That's a little bit. My bad. My bad. I, we make. We produce SpongeBob. No, I. I we are. <laughs> I've bad, heard. <laughs> we are. How are you doing, young man?
1: I'm nervous now. <laughs> I uh, peeked my head in for the last pitch, and don't expect that again. Yeah. You never, a lot of people didn't expect to, Including to, see, us.
2: A, yeah, to see a Metro Boomin ex-SpongeBob collab, but you know, The interesting
1: are. thing is I tried to get Metro Boomin, and he didn't answer my calls. <sighs> Studio heads, I may not have the talent as my competitor. I may not have worked as hard as my competitor, <laughs> but I have something my competitor does not have. And that is a suit Chris, jacket. Oh, sorry. Wait, sorry, a suit jacket. <laughs> a
3: suit jacket? <laughs> uh, I,
1: I have Chris Pratt attached to do the voice of the Predator.
3: Oh, wow!
1: Okay. Wow! And uh, I, I brought a little something in case I needed some extra help because I, I foresaw
3: this.
2: <laughs> oh, wow! Thank you.
3: Oh, we Thank get to split you. it.
2: I'm gonna hold it up to the light. <laughs>
3: Can you cut that thank into you. three pieces? I, I, yeah.
2: yeah, I would. Yes, <laughs> well, I'm well.
1: So
3: we're the Studio hand. heads, thank I mean, you for thanks. your time. I'm Waffle House later. Sorry. thank <clears throat> you for your
1: time, guys. What is the greatest thing that has the word predator in it? Uh, to catch a predator. <laughs> What's the second best <laughs> thing that has the word predator in it? The,
2: pre, uh, predator mm. versus aliens.
1: The predator franchise, and we're not talking the Subway Jareds of the world. We're talking about this alien. And I would like to propose to you guys, predator, predator, predator. blood, and sand. That's right, predator versus gladiator. When the predator kidnaps a group of Roman gladiators, he takes them all on one by one in a recreation of a Colosseum in space. If you look at some of the pictures, you can get a little bit of the tone that I'm trying to give off here. Darker vibes, blue tones, I photoshopped the Predator with Russell (laughs) Crowe. So write that down
4: on your call sheet. (laughs) It actually did work. Check. I
1: photoshopped. took me 20 minutes. Hmm. The characters, the most important character in a Predator movie is, of course, the Predator. The Predator comes to Earth every so often, and he's looking to kill the fiercest warrior on Earth. And he does that to show that he's still at the top of the food chain. And you want to know who was at the top of the food chain during gladiator Rome? The gladiators. The predator kidnaps a handful of them with the intention of taking them to his replica coliseum in space. Our main character is Cassius. Again, I photoshopped Russell Crowe. Don't know if you noticed that. PD, make sure you write that down. Cassius is a religious... Pacifist, meaning he doesn't believe in fighting, but he is an enslaved gladiator, and they're forcing him to fight in the Colosseum. He refuses to fight because he, uh, he has an opposal to violence. He just doesn't believe in it. However, right after he announces that he will gladly die without a fight, he is one of the kidnapped gladiators. And uh, he decides that fighting to save everyone from the predator is a worthy cause to fight for, and he leads the fight against the, uh, the Predator. Titus, if you notice, that's also Russell Crowe. <laughs> Make sure you jot that one down, Shama. Yeah. Titus is the closest thing Cassius has to a friend in the Colosseum. Uh, they're not really friends, but he's the only one that speaks to him. So he thinks that Cassius is foolish for refusing to fight uh, because Titus has spent his whole life being a gladiator in the games, and uh, he hopes to win his freedom one day. He thinks that fighting is the only way to get out of things. Decius, this is not Russell Crowe. This is Andre the Giant. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you Once again, a picture you can hear.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh, if You see, Decius is a literal giant. He fights several times a year. He is a gladiator celebrity. Uh, And he's been offered his freedom several times because everyone loves him, but he refuses because he likes to fight. He wants to fight. Remember that later. That's called uh, Foreshadow. My movie follows the story of Cassius, a slave who has been forced to compete in the gladiator games, but his religious views and personal views prevent him from fighting at all. But right before the main event battle against the giant, is when the Predator shows up and just starts murdering everyone so easily. He kidnaps Cassius and a few of the other gladiators and takes him up to his spaceship where he has built a replica Colosseum. The Predator takes them on one by one for the first three or four and defeats them almost instantly because he has like lasers. And you've seen a Predator movie, Right? Right? You've seen a predator, yes. yeah. Right. Yeah. The, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, make sure you write that down. You've seen that, oh, okay. yeah.
2: I have not. I'm so sorry.
1: Oh, oh, so I was under the impression you guys were the studio that made predator.
2: Uh, you know, we don't have. We always watch what we make. Uh, That's and fair. And yeah, also, yeah, we yeah. took
1: over well Sometimes, after those movies you know, were made. I
2: don't, I don't always, I don't always eat what I cook. That's fair. I don't <laughs> listen to Written
3: By, so I understand. <laughs> What's Written By? <there? laughs> do we own that? <laughs> yeah, we, 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 can. We, we will. We, we <laughs> Hey, intern, buy written by for
1: us. Buy written by. So after watching several of the gladiators die quickly to the Predator, Cassius, Titus, Decius, and a couple of the other gladiators work together to escape the Colosseum replica, and now they're just running free on this spaceship, and they're trying to figure out a way to get back home. The Predator loves this because now it's a game of cat and mouse. It's not just this easy one-on-one that he was doing. He's hunting, he's stalking, he's having a great time, and he's picking them off one by one until there's only Cassius, Titus, and Decius left. And the reason that these three have survived is because they've chosen chosen to fight together instead of being uh, arrogant and thinking you can take it on one-on-one. They work together using Cassius' intelligence, Titus's leadership, and Decius' strength because he's Andre the Giant.
2: Ah, yeah, that's what
1: so I was looking for. <laughs> <things>. <laughs> <laughs> they'll fix it. In just want the, we
2: watch the same documentary. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: the ending is bittersweet because they do kill the predator. They work together and they kill him. However, they look out the giant spaceship window and they see Earth, and they realize, oh, they don't. You know, they're Roman gladiators. They don't know how to fly an alien spaceship they'll also realize the earth is not flat.
2: (laughs) That was a big
1: blow, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So they won the battle, but they don't have a way to get home, which is also not a bad thing, really, because they probably would have just been, like, thrown right back into slavery and forced to fight each other to the death. So, you know, we win and we lose. The movie is mostly a character driven. I mean, there's a lot of action scenes and stuff like any Predator movie, but it's all about Cassius's journey. He's someone who refused to fight for something that he didn't believe in. But when forced to fight for something he did believe in, which was saving the lives of his fellow slaves against an alien Predator, literally, uh, he chose to fight because basically his morals are don't fight for something you don't believe in, fight for something you do believe in. There are men in this movie that were forced to fight against each other back on Earth, and they were forced to kill each other back on Earth. But on this little spaceship, they have to work together against a greater evil. And Decius' arc, which is Andre the Giant.
3: Ah, thank you. Uh, I drink is, a lot of Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> Which is our
1: sponsor. I do have Bud Light attached to the movie.
4: Oh, wait, oh, wait so we're not fully funding this? Okay, hold on. <laughs> now I'm suddenly... In suddenly, in suddenly just
1: product placement, nothing crazy. I can drink five cases of beer. <laughs> 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 they just <laughs> call me Andre the Drinker. <laughs>
4: Andre, it's Andre, Andre, calm down.
1: That's a bad depression. Sorry. It's okay. I laughed because you're going to give me money. <laughs> <laughs> so, Destiny's arc is all about how, you know, his whole personality was that he wanted to fight, he liked to fight, it made him a star but he actually made the decision to not fight independently and to work with others and to not fight for glory, but for survival. And that's kind of a really important theme of my movie. These are the three different uh, media that I would be drawing a lot of visual inspiration from. Prey, which was the most recent Predator movie, which you guys just released on Hulu. Fantastic job, Thank by you, the way. Good, good, good job, guys. Oh, good yeah. Uh, forgot about that. Uh, the was the yeah. movie Gladiator, full of Russell Crowe. Write that down. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And Game of Thrones, just the visual so- style of Game of Thrones. Uh, really, that's it. No, no themes or anything like that. And uh, I also have a little trailer to show you. Don't expect much. But I did do my best Russell Crowe impression, so Ooh. write that down. Mm. Okay. Now I'm expecting everything.
2: Full screen it for us, young man. Let me make sure Absolutely. sure you sir. Me writing this
1: down. All right, are you, you ready, sir?
5: I will not fight. Not for thee. Not for them. The entertainment of the people who stole me. Be. I.
1: Go home. Oh well, there it is. Thank you. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Wow.
2: Wow. Thanks. Hey, hey exactly. was that you? That was the, me. Uh, that was me in the uh, in the recommended there. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. He's, <laughs> he's, done, his big fan.
3: he's uh, done his research. And, yeah, yeah. Are, are you sure you aren't doing your best Al Pacino? Uh, so I did pitch my voice <laughs> down in post, if okay. that's what you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Russell
1: Crowe is a very graveled-voiced man. Gotcha. So uh, I hope you take all of this into consideration, especially the Photoshop's. And um, that dollar goes a long way in this economy. So, thank you guys.
2: Well, I mean, I know you need some dollars. How many dollars do you need to make this film possible?
1: I overheard your other pitch, and it sounded like he needed a little too much money, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I can make this movie for $10 million. Oh, okay. okay. And I don't know if this uh, means anything to you guys, but Danny DeVito has been interested in directing. Hmm. His first directorial since Matilda.
2: (laughs) was the Matilda and this are the only two credit directing credits he needs. That's right. Yeah. Um any questions? Ever, yeah, I grew up watching that Predator show uh with Chris you know, Hansen? at the, the Cosby <laughs> Show. Oh the Cosby <laughs> Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the, yeah.
4: <laughs> I was gonna say anything uh any of the Dan Schneider Nickelodeon shows. Oh yeah, too. Was going.
2: again, both of I'm them attached uh what? Yeah. Both <laughs> of them attached? <laughs> Silent partners.
1: Silent partners. Um <laughs> who do you think the audience is for, for a film like this? Um, everyone. No, I'm joking. I believe male, Caucasian, thirty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, only those. <laughs> Very <laughs> specifically
2: those people who are excited or who are team. Do you think there's going to be a you know like a team
1: Edward team kind of Twilight? I, I do kind think of break? a lot like of people, people are gladiator. going to be rooting for the Predator mm, because you know no. if America has any history, they don't care for slaves much. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Especially on white slaves. Exactly.
1: Exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, at, at one point, yes. you accidentally referred to Titus as Tidius, and I was—I'm <laughs> going to pitch a a, um, a character switch-up. He's a gladiator who's really like—he's a germaphobe. Mm. Mm. He's, oh, he's, him out. he's keeping everything real clean, like constantly. He has like uh, so he's cleaning his wipes, and like Tidius. So I actually did that on purpose because
1: guess who else is attached? The Charmin Bears? Ooh, no way! Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. you were gonna
2: say Mister Clean. Wow. No,
1: no, he was expensive. The
2: Charmin Bears are they playing? Are they pre- <laughs> they playing Predators or what are they doing here? Uh, yeah, am I gonna have to watch a Charmin? <laughs> are we gonna buy the IP to watch a Charmin Bear get murdered <laughs> by a freaking spear?
4: You know what? I'm changing everything. Everything just got <laughs> one know. more than it did before.
2: <laughs> can, you. Make it, can you do it for 50 mil? Because I think we might have to reallocate some funds.
1: I can do it for, for whatever you bears. Need. Honestly, if you want to go low budget, we could do a miniature stadium. And we could do a real low budget million dollars. Whatever helps uh, me beat Robert. You,
4: you want to A24 this? We could do A24. We
1: I mean, hey. I don't want to insult or, your financials. But you, I mean, if you're dropping 50 mil on a SpongeBob movie. <laughs>
2: it's, it's the SpongeBob movie.
1: The, the. It is very good. I'll um, give you that. Any contact? Have you made contact with Russell Crowe? Or
2: the uh, Predator?
4: <laughs>
1: we, where the, you know? Listen, guys, I was going to. I don't know if you saw the movie, The Nice Guys. He's gotten out of shape. We don't mm. want him to be our gladiator. Okay? Mm. We already have one giant, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I was thinking. Uh, Whoa! <laughs> Whoa!
2: That is a physical illness.
1: Okay? <laughs> I was don't thinking, don't um, clown
2: Andre the Giant like that. Well, you already, what? Yeah, what,
1: yeah. what studio does the Predator movies? What, what do you guys? Who do you work for?
4: Uh, Disney, I'll, I think. Disney. I'll, I'll have to Google myself. Um, and like, yeah.
1: Listen, I don't yeah. know about you guys, but uh, for our main gladiator, I think that the hierarchy. Of the Disney universe is about to change because Dwayne Johnson is who I see in the leading role. Mm. I know, saw a little banger called Black Adam. Is <laughs> he mm. so gonna wear that same shirt from those four movies? <laughs> Ideally.
2: <laughs> the same dirty, dirty shirt. <laughs> the, the same out. dirty, 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 really
3: white shirt. <laughs> you laugh, but that dirty shirt, that makes more money a year. And if we're gonna have Dwayne, we need a jungle. Oh, yeah, we do need
1: a jump uh, maybe in. Maybe in the ship. I can see something about that. And maybe Kevin Hart can play one of the little alien babies. <laughs> yeah. We can make it a comedy, if that's what you guys oh, prefer. funny comedy. <laughs>
3: alien baby Kevin Hart. You know what? I got to bump <laughs> some stuff up here. Yeah. Right, well, uh, we appreciate you. We never got your yep. name.
1: Uh, my name is Chase. And Thank I'm you. the face that runs the place. So. Oh. 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 wow! wow. Okay. write that down. We will um, rely on you for rhymes. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I can rhyme. I do it all the day long. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, guys. Any oh. more questions? Thank
2: you. Uh, it was a pleasure hearing from you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thank and your blazer. Oh, um, yeah. I wore I, very professional.
4: Yes, please, could, you, uh, could yeah. you give me the number for your tailor? I need like six new suits.
1: Um, I bought this. I don't know where I got it.
4: A tar, a
3: target. No,
1: I didn't get it from Target. I don't, I don't know where I got it. Oh, H and M. H and M.
3: Yeah, I I do feel the need to disclose that I did legitimately vote for Chase in the midterms earlier today. That is and, true, and um, that's not going to affect my decision making here. Well, it should. I, yeah, I'm going to call it right down the middle,
1: or yeah. not. Yeah.
3: <laughs> thank, thank, thank you, Chase. Thank you, thank you. We'll follow the will of the people. That's true. <laughs> we are the people.
4: Thank you. And then we threw out the sooner reverse card that I found. Uh,
1: reverse.
2: So I mean, we we heard both pitches.
4: Uh, which one do we want to start with?
2: Uh, we'll start. We'll start in the order that, okay.
4: that we heard. Okay. The, okay. Okay. That's fair.
2: Robert. Robert T.
4: Robert T. Robert Thirle, uh, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. Roberto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
2: SpongeBob. Sponge on the job. I'm a big fan. Concept, I gave it an 8. Story, I gave it a 10. Characters, I gave it a 7. Commercial appeal, 10. I don't think SpongeBob... SpongeBob is like wine. It gets better with time, right? Uh, Likely had to watch, a 9. Trailer, a 10. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. I had a blast. Uh, The uh, Fiverr guys who blended their voices for the trailer also killed it as well, so... I liked it. What are your thoughts?
3: My thoughts are um, SpongeBob and the gig economy. It would be very fascinating to watch. And that's why my likelihood to watch is at a 10. I, I would not miss this movie.
2: Okay, okay.
3: It just wouldn't happen. Trailer, also a 10. All Incredible right. voice actor work. Um, it just looked like something that I really want to see right now. <laughs> <laughs> Drop everything. Drop everything and Drop everything. watch, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Okay, uh, then, so you did likely into watching the trailer. Take it from there. Go back to the top.
3: What do you got? Okay, concept. I've got a nine. Story. A seven. There's some things I want to workshop. I want to work Sway Lee into the story. That's why I gave it a seven for now. could uh, <laughs> <Good> work <laughs> its way up. <laughs> Character. Ten. Because I mean, it's the iconic SpongeBob characters with a little twist. In commercial appeal, I gave it an eight because we're testing out how millennials SpongeBob will do. That's uh, fair. Yeah. that's you fair. Know, that's I think fair.
2: The, the fact I gave it commercial appeal a ten just because you know four thousand frames from the first two or three seasons. That's spun. There is a market for SpongeBob. That,
1: see,
4: he brought a statistic. I was yeah, impressed by that. I was, you know, I was what very I'm impressed.
2: Plus, like, could you imagine? It's hard to make ten memes as is on better, purpose. better than better yet dream. create a show with three seasons where freaking the frames comedically not only are they hilarious but they play decades later yeah is it decades how long is it's been decades it's been decades it's been decades <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but yeah uh Alan, talk to us uh, talk i'm going to us, i'm nice. going to go
4: con- i'm going to give concept an eight Simply because, just just like we were all saying, it's. I, I love the story, I love the idea, but we just don't know what if it's going to work. We we just don't know. And I have, like some plot details. I think when that goes to the story, I gave it a nine. I, I feel like there's some details that could be ironed out, be a little smoother. Maybe run this from a two hour twenty movie down to like a one forty. Mm. I, I think if we go a little shorter, attention attention spans are down recently. Uh, Thanks to TikTok. Facts. <laughs> we're gonna make a three-minute movie.
3: Do we own TikTok? Uh,
4: probably. We will. <laughs> uh, in turn. get on that. Get uh, characters. I, I thought they were written. They were written honestly and twenty years twenty years of uh, substance and material to come from it. It felt genuine. Commercial appeal. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a nine. I think the potential's there. But obviously, when um, the those millennials that haven't moved out of home, out of their homes, that are sitting at 27 and living in their basement and have to get their 50 something year old hey, parents to come. not talk about me like that. <laughs> it wasn't you specifically. Oh, okay. Not today. Uh, I, I feel like the the rap game might be a little bit of a turnoff for them. But obviously, we can't make a movie for literally everyone. Just as much as we can. Uh, I mean, Myle- you who know who we're
2: gonna put as the musical guest? Green Day. <laughs>
4: What, what if, just pitching here? People. Just, just pitching here. Hold on. We make four different versions of this <laughs> in, in different regions. You go in. Yeah. You go
3: in on the demographic you want to be a part yeah, of. Yeah, kind of yeah. Like yeah. Or, or maybe location based. Like if you go see it in Texas, you get Kid Rock. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you go to in India,
2: you get all Bollywood. Everything. I love
3: Bollywood. Uh, likelihood to watch. I bro- it,
4: broke, it broke the scale. It yeah. broke the scale. I gave it an eleven.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
4: that good. Yeah. And the trailer, I'm I'm giving it an eight, but only because obviously some limitations, home project, lip syncs aren't quite right, the animation's all over the place. But I, I feel like it has so much potential that we what could. What was there was
2: there. Yeah. What was the
4: yeah, the yeah. spirit was there. Mm. Just you can feel the energy. Work. Uh, and
2: and I, that's 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 what I'm always feeling for. Yeah, feeling and
4: I, for I will say I have listed <laughs> how much money this film would make at one dollar more than Avatar Seven. Okay,
3: okay. <laughs> I have ninety mil. Mil, not million, ninety mil. Oh,
2: okay, 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 okay. awesome. <clears throat> um, and that's that how much money. Well, yeah, he's Uh Overall, and you know, I'm really excited not only for us to see it, but. Also, for the world to see uh, SpongeBob, Sponge on the Job. Moving right along. The other movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other order of business. Um. Oh boy. The, uh, the, the bald headed stepchild project of our studio <laughs> Gladiator versus Alien. Um, concept, I gave it a seven. This is probably my fault. I've never seen Gladiator or Alien.
5: Mm. Oh, Even sorry. though
2: it was no, a predator sorry. movie, gla- a Gladiator versus Predator. Look, I have a, <laughs> Gladiator hey, Gladiator, ver- gladiator Alien
4: versus Predator. predator. Jesus right, on, that's a
2: new. We're spinning off. There's a franchise of the franchise.
4: Quick, quick bump all of your numbers <laughs> up one.
2: Versus Predator. Sorry, I have not seen. Uh, oh boy. Uh, I, I don't even know how to spell predator. That says a lot about me. Uh, gladiator versus predator.
4: Then um, Chris Hansen will not content. catch
2: you. <laughs> like whoa, I can't even spell it, sir. Uh, I gave it a seven. <laughs> gave it a seven. Story. I gave it an eight. Uh, mainly because I'm, I'm just a little clueless on what, where the story would go. Seeing as mm-hmm. I have no experience of the story at all. Characters. I gave it a nine. Uh, I think I'm excited to see uh, Tidius. <laughs> I'm excited to see him clean up some some predator guts. Uh, uh, commercial appeal, I'm giving it a ten, uh, mainly because the most recent predator uh, movie, Prey, uh, or friends over at Disney had a little. They did, they did well. They did well. Mm-hmm. They, did, I mean, they did good they on the loaner. They did, they did good, yeah. And uh, likely had to watch. I'm gonna give it a seven. Uh, trailer. I'm also I also gave it a seven. I think we'll give him ten mil. Sounds like a safe safe investment.
3: Oh, so you wrote down how much money you would give them?
2: Well, how much money they said they <laughs> needed? Uh, do I yeah. need to uh, do I need to knock some Did, money down from there and buy well, myself it's, would, you, would How you much like money would the film the would make? <laughs> oh, how much money would this film make? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, man.
4: Didn't we write our? Uh, own I just wrote exactly. How much money would
2: this film make? That's how much money do you want? Fifty. I just wrote that down. Uh, I mean, uh, this film Gladiator versus Predator. Uh, a- alien versus Predator. Come on. I mean, the more weird things that we can add, the more villains or, and or Gladiator versus add, Alien versus really Chris Hansen versus Predator. Up. This could be our Avengers Endgame. Um, yeah, I think there's 100 million there easy. Uh, I think people would show up and show out. Talk to us nice.
3: All right. Concept. I've got an eight. And, and I think that's pretty high, but it's because some people, you know, when they wake up, they choose violence. And this is going to be a very violent movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so, I think they're going to choose violence, potentially, over seeing SpongeBob. I guess it just depends on which crowd it is. You know, I think uh, 18 to 35-year-old males are going to be more likely to see this movie. Yeah. Um, story, I've got a nine. Um... And that's because you don't really need a story in this. It's about violence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> characters. Violence doesn't have a beginning, middle, and end.
2: It just it is. right. It just is. You don't know why it's started. You don't know what's happening. You don't know why it stopped. You're like ah. <laughs>
3: All right, characters. And then the I had happens. it at a seven, but then when the revelation of Tidius <laughs> came up, I bumped it up to an eight. And also, I would like to see Derek Henry as the Predator. I, that's a sports reference. I don't know. Alan should yes. get it. Yes. But um, he, I, I don't mean to sound branch. problematic right now, but with the, the dreads and the face mask, he just looks like the alien in okay, the but or The Predator, I mean. Are,
4: in the, then we have to co brand with Skittles, though.
3: Ah, uh, yeah. We can work that in.
4: Is, okay. no,
2: are we talking Gladiator versus Aliens versus <laughs> Predator versus Skittles? Come on, guys.
3: Versus Derek Henry. <laughs> we have a Predator-flavored flavored Skittle.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, commercial appeal. I have it at a 7. You know, slightly below SpongeBob. It's just not quite, you know, that brand. It's not as iconic as SpongeBob. Likelihood not to watch. and
2: yellow and friendly, is he?
3: <laughs> That's true. SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Likelihood to watch, I've got it at an eight. You know, I'm not the biggest action movie guy. Um, Where do you stand on violence? Uh, I mean, I like, I like fake violence. I'm a big pro wrestling fan. Uh, well, is just fake violence? I, I guess yeah, so, well, but it looks real.
2: I'm going to have real gladiators fight real. <laughs>
3: oh, we're, we're not? No, Wait, okay. are we actually fighting to we're the death? Not. No, this is not. Oh, darn. You know, it's just like a lot of blood and stuff. And, uh, mm-hmm. um, likelihood to watch. Oh, I already did that. Trailer, <laughs> seven. Um, Russell Crowe slash Al Pacino impersonation was solid. <laughs> and I just, my phone just fell off of my lap. <laughs> How much money would this film make? 89 million. That's one million under, uh, sponge on the job.
2: <laughs> Interesting. Alan?
3: I'll give,
4: I'll give the concept a seven. I believe that... Um, we, we've done Alien versus Predator we've done versus Predators before we, we've got to do something to make it special I'll give him credit taking another IP so we can drag from two different edges of the cinematic universe Boy, but, do we
2: love dragging
4: <laughs> like our stories they drag on uh, story I'll, get, I'll give it a 9 like like Petey was saying I, I believe it's conceptually you just need hero, villain fight, see what happened. I think it'll be fine uh, characters I'll write, I'll write a seven. Uh, it was a six until Titius came out <laughs> <laughs> commercial- and, and Derrick Henry, <laughs> I might make it an eight, a uh, commercial appeal. I'll give it a, I'll, I'll give it a seven. It's, it has, it knows its target demo and we don't hit that target demo very often. So I think we can not waste a movie, but you know. Take mm-hmm. take a release date mm-hmm. to get people in the theater that w- wouldn't <clears throat> come in. in.
2: In the business world, we say we, we call that try and lose something.
4: Yeah, It do be. <laughs> it's it's not a tentpole production, is what it is. Uh, I'd give it a nine. I like I like what Disney did with Prey. I thought it was good. Uh, trailer. I'll give an eight. Uh, I believe the uh, the Photoshop work was very good. Where Christine. it was yeah. where it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just a little editing details and. Give me a little more, little more Predator. I didn't mm. think there was enough.
2: Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think there was enough. predator. Oh, no, is
4: there, <laughs> you want
2: <any> more Predator? <laughs> Do you think there's a knob that we? Need to <laughs> <turn>? <laughs> We can just turn up, ooh, turn, oh, turn up the predator. Yes, turn down the gladiator. <laughs> Obviously, I know Whoa. what happens in the editing Turn herb. down too much. <laughs> 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 too, too, too too much gladiator for me. Not the predator. <laughs> you
3: don't know the about the predator knob, I need. <laughs> I need, I need.
2: <laughs> and, uh, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs>
4: And uh I put how much uh I think this money would make at least as much as the third sequel from Disney's Pray Will. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that exact number <laughs> is yet, but I believe it's exactly that amount.
2: I, I I mean, I I agree. Uh I think we did good. I think we did okay. Yeah. Um hopefully we'll uh yeah you know, can't wait to see these movies.
4: Yeah. Uh we gotta get our intern working on those. It's right uh, now.
2: We're buying TikTok, we're buying aliens, predators. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Clean, we're, uh, we're we're
3: we're up in the predator <laughs> purchase now. Yeah. yeah. Thanks to you. <laughs> <Not up. laughs> And one thing we haven't talked about. <laughs> gladiator Computer. versus like, Gladiator versus Predators. Yeah, Hold on. On. Oh god, multi. Hey, we're also getting Andre the Giant for well, this. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Wow. CGI Andre. No, <laughs> Andre the Giant.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot he took off.
3: <laughs> Whoa, I'm
5: animated.
2: <laughs> 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 Alright, I think. You can do it. Why you
3: doing?
2: Warming up. I I think we're ready to bring the written by guys back.
3: Yeah, written boys. Come on, on, written boys. Written by
2: podcast. Written guys. Robert, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Chase,
1: how you Um, doing? Doing well, but hopefully I'll be doing a lot better in a few moments.
2: (laughs) Hmm. Uh, (laughs) All right. Well, there's uh, congratulations. Rival pitches. This was a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal project to be a part of. Thank you. No. Um, coming in at 142 points. Chase Bridges. Did I win? Does that mean win? Win? I won? Oh, no, 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 no. I I right, well, uh, not, not so your fast, opponents. my friend. We have one uh, more. Opponents. Oh, okay. Sorry. sorry.
3: Uh, Petey, you got this? Uh, yes, yes. Coming in at 163, Robert Thorell, Sponge on the Job.
2: Robert, wow. you are the winner of Rival Pitches. Wow. Here's your Oh my god. Written by Rival Pitches. Thank you so much. There's a whole belt. Bell. Yeah. W one it stands
3: for written yeah. by. And this it does, does mean Chase is done. kicked off the podcast now, right? Um, oh, is
2: that you also have to kick him that, off a cliff, gladiator style. I yeah, didn't, I didn't think that was
0: part of this. Congratulations, Robert. Thank you. Thank you, Judges. I can't I can't wait to, to make a movie with y'all.
2: We can't wait
0: either. All right, let's let's do this. Let's make all the
1: money.
2: Let's do it. Let's do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for watching. We uh, hope that you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it. And I enjoyed winning it. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, this has been Rival Pitches, our big finale episode. Uh, And if you liked this content, this is your first time seeing anything from us.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I I was too busy admiring my, my belt.
1: Yeah. Whatever.
0: These are real diamonds. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, it's from Target, so.
0: If this is your first time watching, we have two full seasons of this podcast. We do rival pitches every other week over here, and this big episode has just been a whole amalgamation of an entire (laughs) season of us pitching ideas and our listeners voting on them. So, And I won
1: just as many as he won, okay? So just because he won the Um, big one, don't think I'm bad
0: yeah check out our podcast written by wherever podcasts are found
1: and if you liked this make sure you of course like the video and you can subscribe because starting in season three our next season of the podcast we're going to be releasing video versions of the podcast so if you're a visual person instead of just an audio person you can find all of those on this channel
0: yeah make sure you're subbed to this channel also we're <laughs> at written by pod everywhere instagram tiktok yeah, boy. twitter just got verified on Twitter. Yeah, we paid the
1: eight bucks, but it goes away after this
0: month. Yeah, I, I was. I don't know if that's gonna still be around. It won't.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you guys for watching
0: yeah see you next week we still got we got one more from the bowl episode yeah, our
1: christmas episode
0: yeah and then we just have a final best stuff episode that's going to come out and we have a really exciting announcement two really exciting announcements at the end of that oh one. yeah yeah, yeah so, about
1: our uh, short films but you know we'll, we'll save it exactly. for the final episode of yeah. the season thank you guys for watching
5: Yeah. <laughs>